1: A bunch of messages and things I wanted to share on tonight. And I really felt the Holy Spirit shift gears as He often does. And I feel like I'm on assignment tonight um, to those of us that are in the room. If you're here, you were meant to be here, whether you planned on being here or not. Um, But I feel I'm on assignment. And one of the things um, I feel God wants to bring some clarity to us in the room. If we've been in a time of confusion, I believe tonight we're going to walk out with some clarity. Um, I also believe that he's going to help us understand why we're going through what we're going through. Anybody, you know, going through a a thing or two in the building? You can be honest. Okay, good. I was hoping I wasn't the only one. And the third thing, I really believe we're going to experience the peace of God tonight like we haven't felt in a long time. And so I'm going to try to preach quick so we can pray and, and just have some more time with God. Like worship was so amazing. Alex, you leading um, us in prayer. I feel like I, we could do that all night, but I'm on assignment. So here we go. But um, yes, yeah, so we did recently move and I'm like, we're not the only ones in the world that have ever moved. But for some reason, in my mind, it has been particularly traumatic and anyone moved houses, moved to cities in like the last year I mean, or just ever. It it occurred to me, we we move like every two years since we've gotten married. And so we're still bringing with us boxes from our first apartment. Like, it's about time we get rid of some stuff. But I'm like, people actually move into a house and they stay there their whole life. Like, I'm ready to do that because moving has been quite wild. And um, we sold our house beginning of December. And then um, our new house wasn't ready to be moved into until beginning of February. So we had about eight weeks Um, with our two kids, all of our boxes since the beginning of our marriage, and um, three dogs. And we've been on a little bit of an adventure. We've been in four Airbnbs, um, actually I think five, at my parents' house for a little bit. Um, It's been wonderful and amazing, and God's blessed us. But um, it was not what I was expecting. And I feel I've lived out of the same suitcase for the last three months. So I'm like really proud of myself for finding an outfit to wear tonight because, you know, we settled into our new home about a month ago, but we're renovating it. So we're those crazy people that I was like, you know, I'm just so happy to have the house. We can live in it while they do all this stuff. It's not going to be a problem. You know, who needs a kitchen anyway? Who needs like bathrooms and water to be working? Who needs a washing machine? Okay. I, I wish somebody would have warned me. But um, so we move in, you know, and it's like just to do one thing. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have clean clothes. Oh, wait, no, the washer broke. I don't have clean clothes. Wait, I do have one clean thing. Oh, yeah, it's upstairs in the kid's room in a suitcase. Oh, wait, my son dumped out the suitcase. Then he put all his dirty clothes on top of it, and now everything's dirty. And now, oh, it's okay. I'll just go wash it. Oh, wait, I don't have a washer. And I have to be to church in 15 minutes, and everybody's waiting. And that's been a bit of, like, how this has gone. You know, it's kind of funny on the outside, Um, but also change is hard sometimes, and I used to think, like, I'm really adventurous. I'm down for anything. I'm so go with the flow. My husband would not agree with that statement, but that's how I feel most of the time, and, you know, we say in our house, like, babe, I'm out of 10 right now, We can't talk about that. I'm already at a 10. That's like, hey, I'm ultra stressed. Like, we need to back off. So I've been at like a 12, 15 for about three months. So my poor husband, I've had a few low moments where, you know, it's the house and it's the stuff and it's the dust and workers every day, but it's also like you know, leaving behind friends that you've been friends with forever and change and your kids starting a new school and saying, mommy, why did we have to do this? And trying to explain to them the call of God and and that we take steps of faith and we step out in faith and we trust him and, and all these conversations. And then it's like coming to a new campus, which I'm a San Marcosian now, but a couple months ago, I'm like, you know, it's hard to be the new kid at school. And I would tell Marco after service, don't leave me and he's like what's wrong with you i'm like i don't know who to talk to and he would start you know talking golf with all these guys and i'm like hi everybody but inside i'm like oh my gosh what's happened to my life and i felt like we've had quite a major overhaul in this last season and so i'm just going to confess my lowest point was a long time ago on monday 2 days ago <laughs> and it was my daughter's birthday this is all going somewhere. This is the backstory we need. So it was my daughter's birthday, um, which as a mom, right, it's like all the weight is on you to make it special and set up all the things. Okay, but they started a new school, and they used to be homeschooled, so we'd wake up at like 8 or 9. Now I have to leave the house by 7.30 and pack lunch. I'm like, I'm, I can do this. Like, I'm going to drive 30 minutes to school. It's her birthday. We're going to set all this up. We wake up, and our 90-pound golden retriever who sleeps in a crate um, suddenly has diarrhea. okay and it's all over the crate. It's all over our new floors. It's all, you know, and I have like a few minutes to get out of the house, so that's happening. Meanwhile, we've got three flooring guys, a plumber, an electrician, a gardener, two painters. There's a couple that I'm missing. Oh, a security guy. There's nine workers at the house before I have to leave in the morning, and so I was not a fun mom that day, and my poor children, I'm also like, hold it together, it's her birthday, like, you know, everybody's running late, it's the thing, so we get in the car, and it's a low moment, and I do, um, I muster up the strength, I said, guys, let's just pray, okay, like, I don't know what else to do, we're just gonna pray, and I can tell they're like, like, afraid to say anything to me (laughs) at this point in the backseat of the car, and so we started to pray, and just out of my heart, out of my spirit, I God just showed me this picture. He said, just like in the winter, it's snow-covered and it's cold, soon the season begins to change and the sun begins to come out and all things become new and the season is over. And what you're going through is just a season. And so I just started to pray that with the kids. Guys, we're just in a season. And the thing about seasons is that seasons always change. And so as I was driving home, after I kissed them goodbye and we all had a moment and they got out of the car smiling, um, I was driving back home and just processing with the Lord. And I guess it was my expectation that this new season of our life would be, God, we're stepping out in faith. We're going to follow the word of the Lord. We're going to go experience this incredible adventure, the answer to all of our prayers and all of our dreams. And it's going to be like a season of rest and it's going to be the harvest, and it's going to be the promised land, and, you know, just being established and all of these things. And God showed me, you know, I heard this on Instagram. Maybe you guys um, saw it from uh, Pastor Bill Johnson. He said the promised land is where you go to work. The promised land is actually where you go to fight some enemies, win some battles, take the land little by little. This is where you signed up to go to work. And God was showing me all my frustration, all of my anxiety all of my stress all of my crazy hitting that level 12 15 on a regular basis was i had not yet surrendered to the season that he had me in and so the title of the message tonight is surrender to the season and it's fresh out the oven from monday i bounced back from my low point guys and we're going to go through this together tonight and it's all the things god's showing me but um You know, just like in the natural world, there are times and seasons. There are four seasons. The sun looks different, is, you know, in a different position in the sky, sets at a different time. Depending on the season, the weather is different. In the natural, it's very obvious. Um, Maybe not in San Diego, but very obvious when the seasons change. And it's the same, actually, in the spiritual. So I guess San Diego Christians, we have a hard time maybe understanding the way that God works. Because we think it should be sunny all the time and when it's not, we complain, and so we'd been in our house for one week, it was the week that it was raining, like, every day, so now we have three dogs and mud, and we're just trying to, you know, hold on for dear life, and Marco's like, also, he thinks he's moving to golf every day, so it's raining every day, and he's like, wow, it really rains a lot up here, I'm like, babe, it's raining everywhere, it's not just in our neighborhood, okay, (laughs) this is everywhere, but, um, he's like, oh my gosh, why is it raining? I'm like, because it's winter, and that's what happens in the winter, but sometimes, you know, we have a hard time understanding this, but the Bible mentions the concept of seasons over 50 times, and probably more than that if we really look into so many different stories, but I want to give us a verse tonight that we're going to go through, and it's Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 11, and it's titled, A Time for Everything. It says, for every... For everything, there is a season, a time for every activity under heaven, a time to be born and a time to die, a time to plant and a time to harvest, a time to kill and a time to heal, a time to tear down and a time to build up, a time to cry and a time to laugh, a time to grieve and a time to dance, a time to scatter stones and a time to gather stones, a time to embrace and a time to turn away, a time to search and a time to quit searching, A time to keep and a time to throw away, a time to tear and a time to mend, a time to be quiet and a time to speak, a time to love and a time to hate, a time for war and a time for peace. In verse 11, it says, yet God has made everything beautiful in its time. He has planted eternity in the human heart, but even so, people, us, we cannot see the whole scope of God's work from beginning to the end. So for every activity under heaven, there is a time and there is a season. And actually the Hebrew word for season means appointed time. And so I believe that for us tonight, God has appointed a time and a season for each and every one of us. And we found ourselves there, whether we wanted to or not, but here we are. But the season we are in, it's an appointment with God. It's literally destined by him. It is fashioned by him for us. And he's brought us here for such a time as this for a purpose. For every activity under heaven, there is a purpose and a reason. And so nothing in life is by accident. But God is working, and what I know from 20 years of serving the Lord, it's not as long as many of us in the room, but maybe a few more years than some of us, God never wastes a season, and so I've had a hard time understanding and discerning, oh, God, you're doing something right now. That's why this is going on. I actually need to yield to the process. God is a God of process, and so many of us are in process tonight But Proverbs 10 verse 5 in the Passion Translation, it says, know the importance of the season you're in and a wise son or daughter you will be. But what a waste when an incompetent son sleeps through his day of opportunity. So the Bible tells us we are wise if we understand the purpose of the season that we're in. And if we're not wise and we don't understand and we don't discern what the Lord is doing, we might miss it. We might miss The very reason that God brought us to this time and this place. So we're going to unpack this a little bit more. But uh, point number one, seasons bring change, and change has a purpose. So ever since I was a little girl, um, I remember this vividly. Like I think I was in kindergarten, and I would, you know, be walking to class, and suddenly I would feel like, oh, Um, it's like a little bit cooler, or the sun looks a little bit different today. Um, It's a little bit brighter, and I would start to feel like, oh my gosh, I feel like, that's right, it's going to be fall. And I would have this weird sense that the season was changing. Now, like I said, in San Diego, it's not that obvious. And so I just remember thinking, that's so odd that I always kind of feel it. And then one time, um, Pastor Michael Maiden, who was here during our Arise Nights, um, he gave me a prophetic word, and he said, wow, you are like that little wind reader that's on the top of, a like, a, a, a barn, you know? And it's like the wind starts to shift, and so it'll spin which direction the wind is going. So he said, you can actually sense where the wind is going before anyone can feel the wind. And so it helped me understand myself because I felt for so long in my life, I would just start to feel, like, Things are off, or things are shifting, or something is changing. Things don't feel the same way that they used to feel. Like, there used to be a lot of grace on this, and now it's really, you know, the opposite. And this relationship, like, why does it look different, and what is going on? And and I would get a little bit emotional, and I'd get a little bit reactive, and I'd feel like my whole world is falling apart, and then I had to remember, oh, my goodness, God, the season is changing. So same in the natural as it is in the spiritual. Um. I would start to know things are about to shift, and so, you know, on the calendar we have today is the first day of spring, and that is how we know, and, you know, this is the first day of summer, this is the first day of fall, this is the first day of winter, but there are signs that also accompany those dates in the natural, go with me for a minute, and we're going to just, for the sake of picking one season to do this with, we're going to go from winter into spring, and so I love going to Yellowstone and Grand Tetons. Anyone been to Wyoming, Montana, that area? Okay, so beautiful. I'm obsessed. I want to go every year, and I've actually gone um, every season of the year, and so that's a place that gets four seasons, right? It's really easy to see, and so if you go in the spring, it's my favorite time to go, like, it's getting a little bit warmer, and all of the animals are out. So, like, if you want to go and you want to see animals, spring's the time to go. And baby animals, like, bears are coming out of hibernation. I want to see it all, like, from a safe distance in the car or with a group of people. I don't want to see it too close. But we actually got to see a grizzly bear with two cubs this last spring, and it was the most incredible thing. And, and this is, like, the process of nature. This is what God designed. And so bears, when they go into um, hibernation – you know, they 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 take some time. They they actually eat a lot of food, right, so that they get fat. I want to. I'm I'm like, this is my spirit animal. I want to eat. I want to do this. I want to hibernate. I want to go into seclusion. And they they don't do it just for survival, but oftentimes, you know, the female bears they do it um, to birth a baby. They do it to birth new life. And so they're, you know. God designed every season to bring change, but the change has a purpose. So it's not just for the bear to hide away, to miss out on the beautiful winter. It's because there's a purpose for this bear. And so in just one season, they'll go into hibernation, conserve their energy, birth a new life, then come out of the cave into the sunshine, you know, where all the flowers are blooming and begin to raise their young. In one moment, the season begins to shift and change. And it's really obvious when we see it in the natural, but what are the signs when when, it's happening to us on the inside when God is doing a work of transformation in us? What about when he's doing it in the church? What is he doing in the earth? What is he doing in the world? As believers, we don't just live by the natural, by what we can see, by our five senses, but we have a spiritual sense and a spirit of discernment to know what is going on. And so just like the bear you know, it goes away and it hibernates to birth something, what about when we are in a season of birthing? Ecclesiastes says there's a time to be born. There's a time to birth. There's a time for new life. And so I'm wondering tonight if there's anybody who's in a season that you're meant to give birth. Now, I'm talking about this in the spiritual. So maybe some nine-month pregnant mamas are like, yes, that's me. Also you, but there's many of us that were here tonight and we don't know what we're carrying. We don't know what God has put on the inside of us. We don't know. We're not even aware of the promises, of the words, of the the destiny that we have on the inside of us because we haven't seen it yet. But we're in a process of transformation and we're carrying something. And so, you know, when you're in a season of birthing, things might look a little bit dark for a moment. You know, the bear goes into the cave and it separates itself from everything else, begins to rest, things get a little bit quiet, might feel like the pause button gets put on your life for a little bit, things that you are a part of, you're no longer a part of, or, you know, you kind of feel like, why am I on the outside, and everybody else feels like they're on the inside, or some changes, some shifting starts to happen in your life, and if we're not careful, you become like me at a level 12 or a level 15, and you're freaking out, going, what is going on, and you resist it. But does God have you in this place, in this time, in this season? Because you are about to birth a new life. You are about to birth a relationship. For some people, you've been asking God for the answer to those prayers. You're about to birth a ministry. You're about to birth maybe even a book, maybe a new business, maybe a new strategy for the next season of your life. But God has you with intention in this season and the thing about seasons because this isn't the best like most exciting season this isn't the season that makes it to instagram okay where you're like i feel lonely it's so awesome everybody look at me like it's not the glamorous season but the thing about seasons is it is just a season and so as soon as it comes it'll accomplish its purpose And then the season will go. And so if we don't surrender, I'm using this as an example because Ecclesiastes has so many different seasons that I guarantee if you read that tonight, you're going to find yourself in one of those. But if you say you're in a birthing season, God's led you here. He has something incredible that's about to come out of your life, out of your marriage, out of your family. And you decide, you know what, I don't want to be in this season. I actually um, am going to resist it. And I'm going to do everything I can to not go into that place that I know God is leading me. We're going to miss, like it says in Proverbs, the day of opportunity. We're going to miss what God has for us. And so if a bear is pregnant and in the winter they do not hibernate, they won't survive the winter. And so not only will the bear not survive, but the life that it's bringing forth won't survive either because there is a time and a season for every activity under heaven. And so I want you to ask yourself the question tonight, what season am I in? And I know this is a Christ, a Christian cliche and if you know sometimes people hear us talking it's like I'm just in this season and what season and we can kind of like oversay it so maybe don't be weird about it but I think you can you know we we'd like to identify and some of us we don't even know what season we're in and we're just trying to like declare it I'm in a blessing season and you're like actually you're in a refining season and a transformation season but that's okay like blessing is coming but can we yield to the process of God? Because every season's meant to bring change. It's meant to bring chan- transformation. So some of you might be feeling there's change in the air. Things feel uncomfortable. Things don't look like they used to look. God has you in a season on purpose. And so, you know, this is an interesting fact. Today the sun set at 6 p.m. And the sun will not set any earlier than 6 p.m. until November. So we are in a season, the season is changing. Like literally in this moment in time, the days are going to get longer. It's going to be a little bit warmer. And I feel like in the natural, this is also going to be in the spiritual. So if you are here and you feel like you've been stuck in a little bit of a winter season, you've been hibernating, you've been hiding out, you've been feeling separated from some things, and you feel like you've been stuck in a winter season, I want you to just stand up and I want to pray for anybody that's felt like they're in that season because things are about to shift for you. And I want to read you this verse song of songs chapter 2 verses 11 through 13 in the passion translation and this is your word from heaven that you are going to hold on to when you leave this place tonight it says this season has changed say amen The bondage of your barren winter has ended, and the season of hiding is over and gone. The rains have soaked the earth and left it with bright and blossoming flowers. The season for singing and pruning the vines has arrived. I hear the cooing of doves in our land, filling the air with songs to awaken and guide you forth. Can you not discern this new day of destiny breaking forth around you? Come on, say amen if you want to hold on to this word. The early signs of my purposes and plans are bursting forth. The budding vines of new life are now blooming everywhere. The fragrance of their flowers whispers there is change in the air. Arise, my love, this is God, arise, my love, my beautiful companion, and run with me to the higher place, for now is the time to arise and come away with me. God, I thank you for every person who is standing tonight. God, I thank you that they are in the palm of your hand. God, I thank you that this last season is coming to an end. God, I thank you that it has accomplished everything that it was sent to accomplish that that every storm that that every you know lonely moment or moment of confusion and crying out to you God has not been wasted but God you've seen it all and God I just prophesy and declare that everything is about to shift everything is about to change so God we lean in we say yes and amen to that word and we stand on it and I just I just feel like some of you are even going to say I woke up one morning, and it felt like the sun had risen again. Where there's been depression, where there's been anxiety, where there has been stress and loneliness and fear, I just declare that that is going to leave in the name of Jesus. The sun is going to come up. You are going to feel refreshed and joyful and singing again. And if you believe it, say amen. 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 All right. Let's keep going. Point number two. God will answer prayers we didn't know we prayed packaged in a box we didn't know we ordered. And everyone laughing can relate. Um, So I've ordered all these. We don't have a general contractor. Let me just say that for our project because I thought we could save money and I could do it. And I'm like, wow, I'm already at a 10, I mean a 12 or 15, and here I'm going to learn to be a general contractor. And so don't worry, babe. I'm going to handle all of the the subs. I'm going to handle all the ordering, all the measurements. I'm going to make sure everything goes perfectly. Did that happen? No, it did not. And so every day there's a new, you know, um, a plumber at the house. And Marco's like calling me, babe, where's the where's the thing? Is it here yet? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, I got to go check the the email. I can't even remember what company I ordered it from. So how am I going to check it? So then I find it. And then there's a tracking number. And then it got delayed. But then we already paid the plumber to be there for the day. So now he's got to come back. And it's been like, you know, a little bit chaotic. But thank God for tracking numbers, right? Like, I feel like I've probably ordered 100 tiny things that are coming in the mail on some given date. But I can always go back to that tracking number, find out when it's going to be here. I know exactly what it is. You know, like Amazon – it tells you it'll be here like tomorrow. I, I don't, I've never had it where Amazon fell, you know, fell short or didn't follow through. I've always had it on time, and it's in that package that you know, and it's on time, and it's exactly what you ordered unless you accidentally ordered a miniature item of what you thought it was going to be. You thought it was really cheap, and you thought you got a good deal. It's because it was miniature. But we have tracking numbers for everything, and everything comes on time as we expect, but this is not the way with God. Oftentimes, God will use the hardest seasons of our lives as the mechanism to bring about His purpose. So God will use not our favorite seasons, not the highlight reel. This is the season that God uses to answer every prayer that we didn't even know we were praying. And so it's like this blessing and this answered prayer will come in the mail, but it's not what we thought. The box wasn't what we were looking for. It's not on time. It's on its own time frame. And we want to say, like, return to sender. This was not what I asked for. But how good is God that every season has a purpose and his ways are higher than our ways, his thoughts are higher than our thoughts, that he actually knows the beginning from the end, he knows what we're meant to become, he knows the exact appointed time of the season and when it's meant to happen. But, you know, we all want fruit in our life, right? Fruit in the sense of blessing, harvest. We all are praying that God would do these incredible things. But God was showing me on that drive home on Monday, you wanted this. You wanted the dream home. You wanted to live in this area. You wanted to have your kids go to this school. You wanted to be in this region. You wanted all of these things. We all want fruit. But fruit requires a little bit of rain. And rain requires the presence of some clouds and oftentimes a storm. And so... In Ecclesiastes, it says, there's a time to tear and a time to mend. And I went through what I felt was probably the most significant um, relational storm that I've been through um, about a year ago and it felt like you know like a storm moves in one day it wasn't i wasn't expecting it i didn't see it on the forecast i didn't see it on the radar and all these series of events started to happen in my life and i felt like every relationship in my life at that moment was like shaky and and there were hurt feelings and misunderstandings and 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 all these things were like falling apart around me and i'm trying to hold on to everything going god what is going on and i'm looking at me like Okay, hey, God, like, what did I do? I'm the common denominator. Like, it must be me. And then I'm, like, blaming everyone else. And I'm trying to understand what is going on. But it was like God sent a storm, and it was, it, there's a time to tear there's a time to actually tear, which doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel like the season that we pray for, that we ask for. But here I was in my life asking God to transform me, asking God to fulfill his purpose for me, asking him to, you know, unlock the destiny that was inside of me and become everything that he'd called me to be. But I didn't know that some tearing had to happen. I didn't know that there was a process that I needed to go through that only he knew that he was in charge of, God is in charge of every season. We don't have to try, to manipulate the clouds. We don't have to seed the clouds to bring some rain, but God is in charge of the seasons, and he knows what he's doing, and so at the time, I felt like this this storm had hit my life, and I was left, like, in grief. I was left in confusion. I I was left feeling like it was my fault, or, and, and it was a, you know, a difficult time in our life, and it's been a year, and what is so beautiful about God is that I went through a season of grief where I thought, like, those friends, like, are never going to be my friends again. And that was something that was really difficult. And I think a lot of us go through seasons like that. In families, you go through fallouts, you go through misunderstandings, you go through offenses. We're in our relationship season right now. Um, I'm going to say season too much. Series at church, we're in our relationship series. And relationships are like everything they're the most important thing in our life and so it doesn't matter if you've got the dream home it doesn't matter if God is promoting you it doesn't matter if God is blessing you and business is awesome if your relationships are not awesome life is not awesome and so I went through this deep season of grief and this deep storm and over a year's time I felt the season begin to change and I felt God say it's a time to mend and what he was doing was so much bigger than what I could have done in my own life for my own heart, for my own self, but also for everybody else that was in it, all of us that went through it, all of the relational things that felt so shaky. God was up to something. He was doing what only he could do. He was working everything out behind the scenes for our good, and he was transforming each and every one of us. And so I've been able to sit at tables with these beautiful friends, and I feel God saying it's a time to mend. And what's so, like, This is what we need to know here at Awaken Church in relationships. Anybody, given a year's time even one season's time, even a few months time, we are in a house of transformation. And so we transform. We literally become different people. So in relationships, we can never hold somebody to who they were a year ago, to who they were six months ago, to who they were three months ago, to what was said then, what was felt then, what was experienced then. We are in a place of transformation and we are literally new people. And thank God, you know, my friends don't hold me to who I was a year ago. Thank God the people in my world don't hold me, hold me to who I was even Monday morning because that was not pretty. You would not, I mean, Pastor Michaela would not have been like, can you preach on Wednesday night if she was in that car? But thank God we are at a house of transformation. And we get to weather the storm and experience the mending that's on the other side of the season. And I'm glad that in a season of tearing, I didn't, you know, tap out. I didn't pull out, I didn't say, I want to go to another place and go to another church and find other friends and find other people. This must not be what God has for me. Thank God I weathered the winter so that I could be there when the sun began to shine, when the flowers began to bloom, when the baby animals came out from hibernation that I could actually enjoy The blessing of God because I weathered the season well. And it's hard. It is not an easy thing to do. But we have each other. And I guarantee you anyone on your right or on your left has either gone through that before you or is going to go through that, you know, behind you. And so none of us are exempt on the journey with God. But, you know, I read this stat about hurricanes. Not that we have them here. So I had to do some research. But hurricanes are necessary to sustaining biological diversity. So a massive, destructive storm is necessary to sustaining biological diversity. And the, when the hurricane blows through town, its sediment and seeds are scattered, advancing the growth of the vegetation. And when trees are blown down, sunlight can shine through the canopy and give life to everything that has been growing underneath. So it's actually the storm that comes in our life, the season of storms that bring advancement and they bring new life and they bring growth to the things that we didn't even know were growing underneath. And so you know, I, I preached a message, um, it's on the app, it's called The Perfect Storm, and it talks about the storm that sinks us, the storm that shapes us, and the storm that shifts us, and so, It's actually the stormy seasons of our life that often push us and propel us to where we're meant to be. It's often the stormy season that blows through town and it only lasts a season, but it gets us exactly where we're meant to be if we lean in and if we surrender to the season. So my question for us tonight is can we trust God in the stormy seasons? I read this quote, what we try to control the most reveals where we trust God the least. So when we find ourselves in fear and in panic and in despair and in anxiety and stress and all of these things, it's actually revealing where the gap is. It's revealing what we feel we lean on our own strength and our own self to fix and to manage and to make right where it's a problem that only God can fix. So allow this season. I want to encourage you, allow wherever you're at. Maybe this isn't your favorite season. You didn't know you signed up for it. You didn't know these were the prayers you were praying. But allow this season to reveal where the gaps are. And that's what was happening to me this last three months. I, it was like, God, I'm going to trust you to give us the miracle house. But I'm actually not going to trust you to work out every detail. I'm actually, you know, not trusting that you're for me and that you're with me and that you're protecting me and you're taking care of me and that I don't have to do everything in my own strength. And so if we find ourselves at a level 10, a level 12, a level 15, where is the area in our life that we've stopped trusting God? It's easy to trust God in a sunshine season. It's easy to trust God when everything is warm, and you just feel like you love everything, and you love everyone, and everything's wonderful. But then, like, the storm blows in. The thunder begins to roll. Things begin to shake. It gets a little bit icy and a little bit cold, and suddenly we've forgotten the God that led us through the season before How many of us, we've gone through how many winters in our life, and God brought us through then. That's what's so incredible about seasons is we can actually trust them. We can rely on them. Every year, they come and they go. Every year, the sun rises. Every day, the sun rises and it sets. And this is the God that we serve. He is in charge of this season of our life. Point number three, it's possible to have joy in the journey. I'm preaching to myself, in case you didn't notice But what I've learned and that I want all of us to catch tonight is the only way that we can have joy in a stormy season, in a difficult season, in a refining season, is if we surrender. And so I want you to ask yourself the question, in this season that I'm in, what are the things that only God can do? And what are the things that I can do? You you know that song, there's just some problems only God can fix. And you were saying it tonight, Alex, is that you that said it? There's just some problems, only you. God, you're holy. There are some things in our life that only God can fix. There are some, as, I, as I'm stepping into this mending season in relationships where I believed for so long, there's no hope for that relationship. That's something that's in our past, and we're going to just grieve it, and we're going to move forward, and we're going to trust God. God has been showing up in my life, in ways that I didn't even know to keep praying for, in ways that I had stopped believing for, because there are some things that only God can fix. But the beautiful thing about the God that we serve is that he does fix it. There's no situation that is too hard for God. There is no relationship that has been broken or lost that God cannot restore. And I've seen this, um, I didn't plan to share this story, but I, you know, I'm at a new campus, and so you guys haven't heard all my stories. Um, but... Um, My dad, my biological father, was absent from my life for about 10 years. So my parents divorced when we were young. We were at his house every other weekend, and we kind of kept things going until teenage years, young adult years. Uh, But it began to drift, and we began to become more and more separated. And then there came a time where, you know, he wouldn't return my phone calls. And, you know, one month turned into one year, turned into two years, turned into ten years. And so it was something that I grieved for a long time, and I always thought, I'm going to get that phone call, that something happened to him, right? This is what we do when we're separated from a family member or, um, you know, a parent or a friendship. We think, gosh, what if something happened to them? I, you know, I need to make this right. I need, you know, I want to see restoration. And um, I was in church one night when we used to have our 5 p.m. services and Vicki Simpson, so, you know, just this pr- beautiful prophet um, said, there's somebody in here and you haven't spoken to your dad in over 10 years. And I knew it was me, so I stood up and she prayed for me and she said, God is about to bring him back into your life. And he's about to restore everything that was lost. He's about to bless you in the place of your pain. He's about to cause you to forget the pain of your past. I will never forget standing that night. It was a Sunday night. Monday afternoon, I'm at soccer practice with my son and I get a text message on my phone that says, Natalie, this is your father. I've been lost for many years but I have found God again. I finally come back to myself. I'm eight months sober, and I would love the opportunity to be back in your life again. There's just some problems that only God can fix. And I showed up the next morning at Starbucks, like, trembling, shaking. I didn't know if I would recognize him. I didn't know if I should hug him. I didn't know if I would know him. And he showed up at Starbucks, and we hugged and we stayed there for probably four hours. Um, he started coming to Awaken Church. He was, I was able to be there on the day of his one-year sobriety and give him his um, chip on his, you know, that day where he was celebrating one year, and there was about like a hundred other people in the room at his AA meeting, and um, they all stood in line to meet me afterward, and they all had tears in their eyes, and they said, you represent somebody that all of us had been separated from. You represent our daughters. You represent our sisters, our mothers, our family members that we didn't believe would come back into our life, that would ever forgive us for the hurt and for the distance and for the separation. And so the story is so good. He starts just serving in the house of God. He's been serving in Kids Church for five years. He goes to the um, Singles Prime Connect. He meets his wife. We marry them in our backyard. They're living their best life. God has totally restored him. He was able to meet his grandkids. God brought my dad back into my world. There are some problems that only God can fix, but it's possible to have joy while we're waiting. I want to give us some scriptures as we close. I'm going to skip a lot of this um, because I want us to hold on to these words. It says, be cheerful, Philippians 4.4, 4, be cheerful and with joyous celebration in every season of life. Let your joy overflow. Galatians 6.9, and don't allow yourselves to be weary in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you've planted is coming. Psalms 1.3 He will be standing firm like a flourishing tree planted by God's design, deeply rooted by the the brooks of bliss, bearing fruit in every season of life. He is never dry, never fainting, ever blessed, ever prosperous. This is the man who walks in the ways of the Lord. 2 Corinthians 8, verse 2, it says, For even during a season of severe difficulty, tremendous suffering, and extreme poverty, their superabundant joy overflowed into an act of extravagant generosity. And my favorite scripture, we've already read it, but I'm gonna close with it. It's Ecclesi- Ecclesiastes 3:11. Write this in your notes, write this in your Bible. If you are going through something difficult, if you're believing for a relationship, if you are believing for the financial storm that has come to your family and to your business and your life, you're believing for it to shift, for everything to be restored. Hold on to this verse that said, God makes everything beautiful in its time. There is no situation. Romans 8:28. it says, God works all things together for good. That means every season, every situation, every hard thing that you've walked through, every unexpected storm, unexpected season, God works it for good. And so if it's not good, it means God is working. If it's not good yet, God is still working. And so it's our job to be those that stand in faith and stand on the promises of God. It's ours. It's our job to be joyful and to thank God. It says thank in all things, give thanks, not for all things, not God, I'm so glad that I didn't talk to my dad for 10 years. No, God, I'm so thankful that even when I couldn't change his heart, you could. God, I'm so thankful when I couldn't, I didn't even have his number to call him and reach out to him. God, you were working, you were setting him free. And so I want us to stand tonight. And with just the last few moments that we have, if you are in a difficult season and you are believing for things to shift, for things to change, you want to stand on these words tonight, I want you to just come to the altar. And I want us to just have a minute with the Lord because I felt tonight he was gonna take every burden, every frustration, every situation that has brought you stress and grief and stolen your peace and he wants to shift things tonight and fill you with a peace that surpasses all understanding. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Marco always says, if you stay where you are, you're gonna stay where you are. So go ahead and come to the altar tonight if you need a touch from the Lord. Is it possible to have our worship team back out? Sorry, I didn't didn't warn them about this moment. I could sing for you all, but you would not be ministered to, so we're gonna invite them back out. But this is a holy moment tonight. You know, the Bible says that he is the God who sees. So oftentimes when we're in a difficult season, we think nobody understands nobody's gone through this before, nobody gets it if they only knew, but how beautiful we have a relationship with a God who sees. A God who sees every frustration, every sleepless night, every prayer that was prayed, everything that you would never even share with another person. God sees. He's the God who sees. He's the God who sees. Your frustration he's the God who sees that you've done everything in your power to fix it and he wants to remind you tonight there are some problems only God can fix but I believe even as we're up here tonight that God is working he's working he's working it all for good he is the God who orchestrates everything behind the scenes and I see this picture of like you know um, a play that's about to start and there's this big curtain in front and and it's God's been behind the curtains, setting everything up, shifting things, orchestrating things, speaking to people, moving hearts, changing situations, taking impossible things and making them possible and the curtain's about to be drawn and you're about to see the goodness of God. You're about to see the answer to every prayer that you prayed. You didn't expect it to look like it does, but God is working and he's been preparing it for your good. And so Lord, even tonight where there's people on the altar and we've come into um, agreement with a lie that would say you are not good, that would say you don't know us, that you're not thinking about us, that, that you've missed it, that somehow we've been overlooked. God, I thank you tonight. We're gonna come out of that place we're going to break agreement with those things and we're going to step into the place of a God who is good, a God who is our father, a God who sees and knows what we need before we ask, a God who wants you to offload every burden that you're carrying. There's I saw this picture of some of us, we have like this big backpack on and we think it's up to us to carry all the things. Some of you, specifically parents, that feel your child is walking through a difficult season or maybe it's just another family member, but you felt like it's your job to fix it. It's your job to protect them. It's your job to make sure everything works out. It's your job to take care of it. But God is saying, release them to me. Release them to me, just like he did with my dad. Allow God to do what only God can do. Allow God to right every wrong that you've experienced in your life. I see God right now, he's reversing things that have been said about you. So some of you in relationships, you felt like misunderstood, you felt things have been said about you. God is is literally removing that accusation against you and God is setting the record straight. God is just restoring your reputation. God is restoring your name. I even feel like in business, there's been some things that have happened that were wrong and that you felt like you didn't have control over, but God is God and He's going to turn it around and He's going to work it for good. He's going to bless you in the place where you've been the most hurt, the most discouraged, the the, the most depressed. God is going to come and bring His joy and His peace like never before.
0: Wow, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen, for more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com